Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, January 19th, 2021, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor, with my co-hosts, Lavendar and Anastasia. Well, Mercury will be going retrograde on January 30th for about three weeks, and you can read about that online or on our site, but generally, it's a good time to reflect and do internal work, but not a time to start anything new by electronics, and communications can be very faulty. So keep that in mind. Our presentation this evening is quite timely and empowering when it comes to recognizing the trickster energy, which seems to be rampant on the planet right now. Lavendar wanted to fully understand every aspect of the trickster energy to help starseeds not to be taken in. So she told her colleagues aboard the ship to bring demonstrations so she could learn it firsthand. They complied. And in retrospect, she didn't know that she would spend the next 19 years having every kind of trickster come to mess with her. Thanks to her fortitude and unparalleled discernment, the hard-earned understanding she gained allows the rest of us now to have a guidebook of sorts to recognize when we're under the influence of a trickster. Many of us are somewhat blind in that way, giving trust where it's not merited. She has defined the various types of tricksters in great detail in her journal and has recorded this information for our show this evening. We first aired this in our earlier shows years ago, but with all that's happening in the world, it seems more relevant. You can read more of Lavendar's work in our Vault of Knowledge on our main site, which is starseedhotline.com forward slash vault. At the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing topics of interest to starseeds not heard in the mainstream. And uh, we'd like to thank Fiona for hosting the switchboard tonight, although we aren't going to be taking any questions because this is a pre-recorded presentation. We have an online starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with other starseeds thanks to Tammy's perpetual dedication. You can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk. And if you'd like to show your support of our program, please just click follow on our page here, and you'll get our biweekly show notices if you do enable those. Our main website, as I said, is starseedhotline.com. The Stage 1 Starseed Confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart, and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. Lavendar's sessions have been redesigned to focus on your solar return, covering your natural state, your rites of passage and masterships, as well as covering your solar return and your current transit. It's like having the whole enchilada in a one-hour session, which will be scheduled just before your birthday. If you've been listening to our show, you know about the global starseed activation that's been going on for two years now, 
Um, and in almost 12 years that we've been online, we've not seen anything like this before. The waiting time for the Stage 2 live sessions is still at about five or six months, and the Stage 1 wait time was finally shrinking too until the solstice when another huge influx of requests came in. But I think we're still looking at about 20 weeks for new confirmation readings, possibly less. With the help of our team, we're able to handle way more than we used to. We're going to do a radio show to introduce them officially as soon as I can get the website updated to include them, which is mostly a matter of having the time to get those updates done. We've just been focusing on doing the readings. And um, they will also be available for the live Stage 2 sessions after the site is updated, so you'll be able to have a Starseed consultation in a matter of weeks rather than months. And remember, if you have a birthday coming up, you'll get a window of 10 hours of power. And you can find out exactly when that will happen by requesting your solar return timing. And that takes less than a week usually to get that back. But if you want the Stage 2 interpretation of that chart, you'll need to order it at least six months ahead of your birthday to make sure you get it before your 10 hours happens. And with Lavendar, she'll be booking for all birthday months. So first up tonight, uh, I would like to introduce Anastasia with her wonderful Starseed News. Good evening, Ariel. Hello, everybody. Great Hello. It's a new year and a new month, and it's really something. Time is racing very quickly. I don't know about the rest of you, but despite the pandemic, the lockdowns and all of that, you know I'm busier than I've ever been. It is crazy. I think time is definitely speeding up. I think yeah. many of you would agree with me on that. Don't you think yeah. so, Ariel? I'm Absolutely. You, I, I, it, this is a rumor, okay? I don't know if it's true, but somebody told me that they read somewhere, okay? So y'all take this for what it's worth. Maybe some of you have heard this. I was told that science has decided that the minute, that the minute is going to be reduced to 58 seconds or 59 seconds because technically time is speeding up. Now, if any of you can find any information out there for me, I'd sure appreciate hearing from you if that really is true. <laughs> somebody told me they read it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. which, you know, I don't know how that's that going to work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, made me feel good because I thought, well, it isn't just me, but right, right. other people, younger people even tell me that time is whipping by. So it's really a phenomenon. I, I find that I can't get as much done in a day that I used to, no matter if I even double or triple down my efforts. So I'm just learning to kind of relax a little bit because I just can't go any faster. But here we are already 2021, and it's good to be in a new year. And Spring is just around the corner, believe it or not. Even though we're in the middle of winter, it won't be long. So having said all that, let's get started with the news. Um, I wanted to focus on a couple of things uh, this time uh, about the earth and about um, what's healthy for us and healthy for our animals. And winter is generally kind of an unhealthy time for people. I mean, you know, you don't get enough sunlight and sometimes we don't eat right. And so we're going to talk about some things today that help us tend towards the right direction getting through winter. But in the meantime, the Prince of Wales has launched a Magna Carta for the planet Earth. Now, most everybody's familiar with the Magna Carta, you know, that historic document that laid the foundations for human rights. Well, now there is the Terra Carter, or Earth Charter, which seeks to set a safeguard the planet by putting sustainability at the heart of the private business sector. As he unveiled the initiative this week, the Prince of Wales called on firms to sign up to the Terra Carta, which offers a roadmap for businesses to become more sustainable. 
The charter was launched alongside a fund run by the Natural Capital Investment Alliance, which aims to direct $10 billion towards safeguarding nature by 2022. You know, that's not very much money in today's market, so I hope a lot of other companies join and that we can really swell that amount and that they use it wisely to do what they say. Um, The Prince of Wales said, the Terra Carta offers the basis of a recovery plan that puts nature, people, and the planet at the heart of a global value creation, one that will harness the precious, irreplaceable power of nature combined with the transformative innovation and resources of the private sector. Well, that's business talk, but in any event, it's a great idea. It shows a trend towards thinking holistically towards living on this planet and towards thinking holistically towards living with each other. I wish them well in this endeavor. It's a great idea. Starseeds could get into that. Mm-hmm. And in a similar vein, uh, it is now about, what, maybe 12, uh, 17 hours until President-elect Biden becomes President Biden. And so I will say that President-elect, soon-to-be President Biden, plans to cancel the Keystone XL pipeline immediately upon assuming the role of president. Tomorrow he's going to do this. Now, environmentalists have applauded this news, thanking the Native American activists who have been tirelessly leading protests against polluting pipelines for years. Meanwhile, some people on the other side of the political aisle criticized this move, pointing out that it would kill American jobs, something that could be embraced or remedied, excuse me, through an embrace of renewable energy, which is the trend that we're going toward now in society. The Keystone Pipeline is a proposed 1,200-mile oil pipeline that would expand on the existing Keystone Pipeline system, which opened in 2008 and transports crude oil from Canada to various places in the United States Midwest. It would also transport 830,000 barrels of tar sands, which is also known as diluted bitumen, also known as dilbit, from northern, Cali- northern Canada's boreal forests through the U.S. Midwest all the way to the Gulf Coast. But it presents endless environmental threats. Now, why is it a threat? Well, tar sands oil contains bitumen, which is a kind of petroleum that can be turned into fuel in an expensive process. And it's expensive both economically and, most importantly, environmentally. Now, according to the February report in 2011, published by a coalition of four environmental groups, there are many environmental and public health risks associated with these kinds of pipelines. Because tar sands oil pipelines are more likely to weaken and leak than traditional crude oil pipelines, since tar sands oil is thick, it's corrosive, it's acidic, and it's unstable. It's also harder to detect leaks in these pipelines. And these leaks pose even greater public health risks risks than conventional pipeline leaks. These kinds of explosions can produce hydrogen sulfide, which is a gas that causes uh, suffocation. It leaks benzene and other toxins, which impact human central nervous system and other parts of the body and causes disease. So now in May of 1920, TransCanada completed construction on the first part of the Keystone Pipeline. We all remember hearing about that. The expansion is far from complete, and while the company continues to work on it, Biden says he's going to put a stop to it. Now, a energy company called TransCanada Keystone Pipeline owns this TransCanada project, um, and TransCanada has been operating since 2008. So, 
uh, looks like maybe they won't be operating much more at, to the rejoicing and happiness of all those in environments that could be affected by this pipeline. A lot of the Native Americans have really, really worried about their water, the environment, what it does to the earth. They've really struggled hard to stop this. Uh, you know, you all remember all the lawsuits and stops and starts on this. So now maybe once and for all this will be put to rest. It's not so much about doing things the old way in the new world. It's about finding new ways to do things that are environmentally sustainable and they're do not damage human health. So I'm all for that, and I'm sure you are too. Well, I have been um, experiencing cooking boredom in this winter. (laughs) I can't seem to think of something to cook. Do any of you ever go through that? It's like in the winter, you know, I can only make so much soup. So I wanted to share with you this wonderful story about cabbage. Um, I talked about how winter tends to be hard on our health, but cabbage is so good for you. Honest to goodness, it, but it doesn't conjure up any ideas of culinary delight. <laughs> you know, people go cabbage. Really, I don't want to eat cabbage. But the health benefits of cabbage are something that food scientists have been trying to tell us about, and our grandparents have told us about, and it's been well known among our ancestors. And just because cabbage is common, uh, doesn't mean it's not good for you. Um, people just think, kind of turn their nose up at it, but. Once you understand how many health benefits come from cabbage, you might think about cooking some up tonight, as I'm going to do. (laughs) But um, cabbage, whether it's crinkled or smooth or red or purple, whether it's white or green or big or small, cabbage was nutritious enough that many ancient civilizations started to grow it on purpose. They started to farm it. It's packed full of vitamins and minerals, but it's low in calories. In fact, some things you read will tell you that cabbage helps you lose weight because it takes more calories to digest it than is in the actual cabbage itself. So if you take a a cup of raw cabbage with only 22 calories, by the way, it has a gram of protein, two grams of fiber, 85% of your vitamin K, 54% of your vitamin C, 10% of your folate, and amounts of vitamin B6, calcium, potassium, magnesium, manganese, vitamin A, iron, and riboflavin. It's loaded. (laughs) And so all of these nutrients contribute some way in good health. The high fiber, of course, is good for you. It contains sulfur compounds and polyphenols, as well as antioxidants, which stop free radicals and cell-damaging compounds. And its high percentage of vitamin C is good for your immune system. Cabbage is good for you. (laughs) So... Um, it also is known to stop inflammation in the body. It has anti-inflammatory prop- properties. Cabbage and its cousins like broccoli, bok choy, cauliflower, and kale contain elements that are highly antioxidant and uh, shown in lab tests to reduce inflammation. And cabbage, last but not least, is good for your digestion. Um, it increases beneficial bacteria in the gut, and it's just plain good for you. So think about fixing up some cabbage. (laughs) It's a wonderful thing to help you stay healthy. All right, what are the best anti-inflammatory herbs? Now, a lot of you probably know this already, but I wanted to share some things with you about herbs and spices that some of you might not know about. Pretty much everybody knows about turmeric. Turmeric's been used in Indian and Ayurvedic uh, medicine for centuries. And in the last few years, it's uh, increased in popularity as people have learned how it helps with anti-inflammatory 
uh, issues or, or is anti-inflammatory to the body. So uh, turmeric is excellent for you. Also chili peppers. Chili peppers call, uh, contain uh, cap- capsaicin, which is the anti-inflammatory pro- uh, element in chili peppers. That's good for you. Cinnamon. Cinnamon is really well good for you with anti-inflammation. It also assists in reducing uh, glucose in the, in the bloodstream. Black pepper. Black pepper contains piperine, which is uh, really important to the digestion and assimilation of other vitamins. It helps boost vitamin content, how it's absorbed through the body, and it's also anti-inflammatory. How about rosemary? It's not just good for roasting potatoes. It turns out that this most common herb is particularly effective against inflammation and oxidation to the cells. Um, And green tea, you all know about green tea. That's pretty good for treating arthritis even. It's readily available, and it's, it's very helpful reducing inflammation. Ginger as well, um, and cloves. Now, cloves has been used to cure toothaches, um, and some people out there are not going to dentists now because of the pandemic. They don't want to get exposed. And I just mentioned a new remedy, and, which is old, uh, to use cloves to treat a toothache. But it's also really anti-inflammatory and good for you. So those things, add those things to your diet. Spice up your life a little bit. Heck, you can put some turmeric and some chili peppers with your, and black pepper with your cabbage, and you have a <laughs> fountain of youth. You will, you will feel better in no time. Well, now that we've taken care of our appetites for healthy food, how about your dog? Doesn't the dog deserve a treat? You know, something besides uh, old rawhide bones and things. There is now an availability of doggy ice cream. And guess who's making it? Ben and Jerry's. Did you know about that, Arielle? No. I know you have doggy babies. Well, you need to get them some ice cream. Now, they tell us that doggy ice cream, I mean. Now, treating dogs to human food is very tempting, and I've seen a lot of people do it. People tell us, experts tell us, that it's just not that good. Uh, Dogs aren't able to eat everything that we can. And so while we can't share most of our favorite treats with our fur babies, such as grapes or chocolate, there are now doggy versions of ice cream that you can buy and give to your dog that they will absolutely love. So the Vermont-based ice cream giant Ben & Jerry's has recently introduced a canine version of its classic frozen dessert, and it's for dogs. Um, they began delving into the dog ice cream market, I never knew there was such a thing, (laughs) with two flavors, and it's fit for your good boy. According to the company's press release, which I read, each flavor is sunflower butter-based and includes whole real ingredients that can be found in any of the brand's other products made for humans. The flavors include Ponch Mix, which blends peanut butter and pretzels, Yum. (laughs) And Rosie's Batch, which combines pumpkin and mini cookies into every spoonful. You can pick those up for $2.99 each. You can get them at supermarkets, mass retailers, and pet stores anywhere. And they tell us that regular ice cream can be dangerous for dogs. The bodies can't break down dairy products, and then they get gas and bloating and all that, you know, from, from the lactose. And high amounts of sugar are not good for the dog. The sick causes him to gain weight and get other health issues, just like with people. And xylitol, that artificial sweetener, is toxic to all dogs. And other ingredients commonly used as an ice cream, is, like chocolate, is also dangerous to dogs. So 
How is doggy ice cream different from people ice cream? Well, they use very minimal amounts of milk and sugar. They forego xylitol, chocolate, and any other ingredients that could harm the dog. So there you go. Now, if you'd like to make your own dog ice cream, they say this is easier than making ice cream for humans. According to Rover Magazine, you can simply try blending pet-safe ingredients with coconut yogurt, whether it's a frozen banana and peanut butter, some frozen cantaloupe, or something totally different. Use your imagination. uh, Make sure it's safe for dogs and pack it into some coconut yogurt and freeze it, and your dog will be eternally grateful. So there you go. Doggy ice cream. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. I'll be begging you for it. Um, Well, in Paris, they are doing something kind of revolutionary. Now, I don't speak French. I'll bet a lot of you out there do. But the Champs-Élysées, and any of you, some of you have visited Paris, I'm sure. Um, That part of Paris, the most famous street, the Champs-Élysées, connects the Arc de Triomphe and the Palais de Concorde. But if you happen to visit again in the near future, it's going to look very different because they're cha- they're transforming this into a garden and a green space for pedestrians. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just this month, the mayor of Paris announced a major renovation of the Champs-Élysées. Um, what they're going to do is change it from eight car lanes, uh, by the way, which has 3,000 cars driving through it every hour. They're going to reduce that to four car lanes and turn the rest of the road into wider sidewalks, into green spaces, playgrounds, food kiosks, and planted living rooms, as they call it. Um, They say it's going to enhance air quality, but provide more space for pedestrians to walk, and there's a lot of pedestrians. 300,000 people visit every single day. And most of those, or many of those, are, are locals, and so... Paris mayor said we need to make a nice place for our locals to go and stroll and improve the environment and make this beautiful again. They're going to tear down or maybe not. They're going to renovate the famous public square where Marie Antoinette was beheaded. (laughs) They're going to change all of that around, which is probably a really nice idea. And uh, they're just going to redo the whole thing. They've they've got diagrams on the Internet. It looks lovely. Um, Expected to be complete sometime before 2024 when Paris hosts the Summer Olympics. And the reason I bring that up to you, and I think that's important, is it's an indicator of the consciousness of being, living with nature and reducing impact on the environment through vehicles and the understanding now that green space makes us healthier psychologically, spiritually, emotionally, physically. Um, I just see this as a worldwide movement. It's It's everywhere. And I think it really points to a new kind of space and place in the future on this planet when we are really conscious of the natural as opposed to the artificial, which is just wonderful. And I I come to find that the soul starves for beauty. Uh, We all need beauty in our lives. and, And many of the towns and cities we live in are ugly. They're just ramshackle, run down A uh, lot of concrete, sagging power lines, leaning poles, rusted vehicles, uh, litter on the road. <clears throat> Excuse me. So many uh, things about our environments have become so uh, economy-driven, so money-driven, so uh, 
what capitalistic in our approach and and as we've seen more and more of that we've seen more and more depression uh more and more um the deterioration of society uh more of a um, i don't know aggression anger um people being out of touch with their inner feelings uh all of this artificiality as opposed to natural and authentic is affecting society as a whole and the spirits of of the human beings that live in these societies and so as nations and uh, cities and smaller communities are becoming more earth-centered and mindful of the need for beauty because that's what nurtures our spirits and our souls and opens creativity opens generosity opens intuition um really brings out the inner soul this is an indicator to me that the world it's a an indicator of a a new leap in consciousness worldwide i don't think it's a small thing i think it's a trend and i'm hoping that this is underneath the surface of things that this will help heal the human soul and and uh, bring us back to ourselves and to what really matters um and strengthen the inner light instead of suck it out you know evacuate it um because when we're around beauty and we're around green things and and we're around uh, that which enhances life, um, we change. Our environment matters. And speaking about environment, <clears throat> excuse me, I have um, a little sinus thing going on here. I apologize. <clears throat> um, in British Columbia, in Vancouver, <clears throat> they are combating the housing crisis with tiny townhouses. And this is something I've spent some time thinking about, the um, the need for housing across the world, and particularly in North America. You know, there's a shortage of houses in this country. Um, there's more people than there are places to live. And with the economic environment and all that's going on, a lot of people are struggling, struggling to keep their homes. So there is an epidemic worldwide housing crisis that tells us that 1.6 billion people are living in an adequate shelter. And so in response to that, uh, in British Columbia, Vancouver thinks they have a viable answer to this ongoing issue. There's a builder in the west coast of Canada who's proposed to help Vancouver's homeless population by designing temporary living situations in tiny townhouses for people to stay in for a limited period of time until they find something more long-term. My goodness, this is wonderful. It certainly beats tents and overpasses, and it's the humane thing to do. Because homelessness in Vancouver and many other places is a growing issue. And it's similar to the housing crisis in New York City or any other major urban area. Um, in Vancouver, they're grappling with homeless. And unfortunately, the government has been doing very little to help anybody. So, um, And they tell us that, by the way, the in Vancouver, a large portion of their homeless population is indigenous people and young people. People haven't gotten on their feet yet. So it's because of the high living costs, the incredibly high living costs, uh, mental health issues, as just mentioned, the kind of the soul sickness that's going on in people due to the kind of the ways that we've lived and in and and our cultures. And anyway, so all of this is, is going on, but uh, a home builder is working to help the homeless population by creating 10 square meter townhouses. They're really tiny. But they're, they lined up on these empty lots that he's bought, and they include a bedroom, a bathroom, and a kitchen module. 
and they're energy efficient. They use 60% less energy than a tiny house, and they cost $11,000. So he's starting this movement, and it's happening in other cities as well, by the way, uh, to come up with this uh, acceptable housing for people to get people back on their feet. It's cost-effective, it's environmentally uh, friendly, and it's humane. I think that's a beautiful thing in Vancouver. And last, I want to share with you a website that is something to think about. Um, There's something called the Forgiveness Charity, which has absolutely demanded, uh, uh, skyrocketed in in demand since the pandemic. It's a charity that specializes in helping people to learn to forgive. And um, it's dedicated to helping people to learn to forgive themselves as well. It's called the Global Forgiveness Initiative. It's based in Scotland, and it's a website. You can look it up, the Global Forgiveness Initiative. And they say that their page views and downloads have just skyrocketed since the pandemic. The website includes articles, worksheets, and e-books, and it gets 250,000 to a half a million visits per month. after the uh, Prime Minister announced the lockdown on March 23rd, uh, this uh, website puts out a book called The Four Steps to Forgiveness. It was downloaded 22,000 times, and the demand has continued uh, since the pandemic has led many people to get back in touch with loved ones from whom they've become ext- estranged. And uh, it's teaching people how to forgive themselves, how to overcome stress and anxiety, um, when you're stuck at home or you feel like you don't have any social contact, um, the owner of this website says life feels out of control and you're worried and you're punishing yourself and uh, all the things that go on mentally when when we're put into a mode of crisis. So he says that this helps people deal with the many issues that have arisen because of the recent problems. He said that um, he wrote a book in 2008 called Forgiveness is Power, um, and he launched his charity in 2016 because he realized that people need resources to help them work on forgiveness. So if you know anybody that's struggling with that or you yourself want to learn a little bit more about forgiveness of yourself or others, check it out, the Global Global Forgiveness Initiative. I think that's a, it's really a need for it with so many people. Uh, tapping into that resource. All right, I have a quote for you. Thomas Jefferson said this. He said, I like the dreams of the future better than the history of the past. So I like that particularly for this year, this month, as we move forward. Let's let the past go. Let it drop like a lead balloon and onward (laughs) and upward, envisioning the kind of world we want to live in. And uh, kindness, forgiveness, affection, warmth, caring, contribution, um, living within the environment, loving the environment, and imagining, oh, my goodness, all you starseed out there, you're so beautiful. You all have so much to offer. Envisioning the world as you know your soul wants you to make it. And that's what we're all relying upon. And that is so possible. That is so possible. The world is a product of how we think about it, how we see it. Our challenge is to light it up. Light it up. Don't hold back. What you have inside of you is exactly what's needed right now. The world is a canvas, and you are the artist, and all you need to do is just begin to paint it. 
with love and the caring in your heart, your creative abilities, and your imagination. My goodness, I'm looking forward to it. You all can do it. You're all going to pull us all out of this. From my heart to each one of you, much love. Have a beautiful couple of weeks, everybody. And thank you, Arielle, for allowing me to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure. And I, I love I love all the great stuff you said tonight. And it really um, leads us right into a little little thing that uh, Lavender is going to talk about before we um, present the trickster <clears throat> excuse me, um, work. So thank you so much, Anastasia, and we'll see you in two weeks. You bet. Night-night. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, Lavendar, this is like a perfect segue. Are you uh, are you there? Yes, I am. I'm here. I'm okay. ready. Yeah. So, I mean, well, first of first of all, I want to talk about cabbage because yesterday I I remembered the cabbage soup that that you make that, you know, burns up more calories than puts on. And so I have this big pot that's been sitting on the stove, and I go in every once in a while and just take me just a little bit. But it was funny that <laughs> that we heard about cabbage tonight because I guess it's on a lot of people's radar to make that cabbage soup. I looked it up on the Internet. It's called the Dolly Parton Cabbage Soup, if anybody is interested. And it does work. There's been many times when I had to drop 10 pounds quickly for for some event back when I was really prissy, and I would use this, and it and it does work. So, hail to cabbage today! Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do want to talk a little bit about um, the planets in the sky. I happened to um, just out of I, I I can't remember how I did this the other day, but for some reason I did a chart on a transit. And I made it January 20th, 2021, on a Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. And what I noticed was the moon is going to square the sun exactly at zero, zero. And that's about almost a high noon tomorrow. And that we have the sun, Saturn, Jupiter, Athena, and Mercury all in Aquarius. And we have Mars and Uranus squared most of that. So there's going to be a lot of high energy that happens tomorrow. But the good news is all the people that I've been talking to recently shows that February is going to be a a super-duper month for finances, for being able to get on with your life. And it's almost like everybody gets cosmic Windex at some level. So the stellium that's, that's happening now in Aquarius it's the promise that we probably got back in 1987 when they when they first brought this frequency to us to to start tracking, and I think it's here now. And it's called "This Is the Age of Aquarius." So, what do you think about that, Ariel? I love it. I get chills just hearing you talk about it because and and I was I was talking to Fiona before the show, um, and I mean this and the Age of Aquarius is about freedom. It is about honesty, transparency, brotherhood, humanitarianism, and all the things that Anastasia was saying in the news. People are thinking that way. So it's not just you know us and our little microcosm right here. The whole world is thinking about sustainability and making the changes that really, you know, well, I guess couldn't be done before now because there just wasn't the, the planetary support. 
But the quote well, of course, from you and Thomas I, Jefferson. You and I remember tra- traveling with Dennis Weaver when we were uh, trying to establish sustainability back in 1994, five and six. Remember how that we had, we were standing up for sustainability at that time. I guess that we mm-hmm. were just a little bit before our time, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, we were ahead of <laughs> ahead of the curve, and and uh, and it just wasn't time. But now, now it's really taking root. And yeah. um, as I was saying to Fiona before the show, Aquarius is about, uh, among other things, it's about liberation, breaking free, getting out of the box. And and the more you welcome that kind of freedom, the better this this transit is going to be. But for people that are clinging to their toxic situations and don't want to come out of the box and they want to just kind of like, you know, be the ostrich, it, it might be a little bit of a rocky road because these energies, um, you know, Aquarius is ruled by Uranus and you cannot contain or control that energy. You've got to roll with it, flex with it, and, and go with it. Or it might, you know, just kind of steamroll you over. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at this with great anticipation and uh, kind of a breath of like, ah, oh, finally, finally, yeah. you know, age of Pisces can go away. Um, you know, we're done with that. Right. So I, I was, I was just, I'm really glad that that you um, chose to talk about this a little bit because liberation. You know, um, all of these transits, as I explain in, in my sessions, all transits have a positive outcome. But between point A and point B, depending on how, you know, closed off you are, it could be a little uncomfortable, you know. Um, but even if, it, even if things happen that you didn't see coming, they're going to take you to a better place. So, you know, if the unexpected happens, um, just know that that's Aquarius checking in and and just roll with it. Go with it and don't fight it because you can't win against this kind of energy. Also, Would I'd like say? to mention also I'd like to mention that that there's only well there's no planets that are retrograde right now. Did you know that? All are going forward. The only thing that I noticed that was kind of interesting about tomorrow is the north and south node makes a station. It goes kind of like silent. It goes to a place and just stops. As the, all the other planets are going forward, we don't have any retrograde planets. And that's, that's really exciting because talk about time speeding up. That's probably one of the things that, that we are experiencing is that the, all these planets are going forward. There's nothing really holding us back right now. Oh, yeah. I hadn't, you know, I, I just, I'm just, I'm looking at the, the chart right now as you're speaking. And, and, yeah, I mean, the north and south nodes are almost always retrograde. They're very yeah, rarely but, stationary. Yeah, well, but that's what yeah, we're looking tomorrow at. They go, tomorrow they just stop. So, so I think something big will happen tomorrow in the world, not just in our country, but I think there's a there's some kind of energy that's that's um, starting to percolate in everybody's uh, souls and their blood. Every, everything is kind of percolating tomorrow. When that moon and that sun go zero zero at the same time as as the north and south node is making a station, and all the other planets are going forward. Wow, I have no idea what that is, but it's all it's got to be good. 
it's got to be very positive. That's just the way well, I look yeah. at it. Yeah. I, I would like yeah. I would like to Tammy handed me a a um a phrase that I would like to pass on uh, to our audience tonight. Peace is not the absence of disagreements or differences. It is the presence of respect, tolerance, fairness, impartiality, and sensitivity in the face of conflict of opinions and different perspectives. Wow. And that's what we're looking at right now. Yeah. Yeah. That is powerful. So that is with powerful. this with this uh recording that you're going to play, uh it did take me nineteen years to write this after I would have some high strangeness trickster energy show up. I would write it down, of course, after after I'd gone to bed and suffered for two or three days over it or whatever. But I have really walked the road of trickster. And when it came to me to start writing it, um it, it just it just lasted from one eclipse to the next. It was a nineteen year program and when I put my hand up for it I didn't know it was gonna be nineteen years. I thought we were gonna have it over a weekend. <laughs> but no. <laughs> lasted nineteen years. <laughs> so Right, but, yeah. But those yeah. that are going to listen to this know this was not a this was not an easy task. This was this was very hard in some places. It was um crushing to my spirit in many other places but by the time I got through with it I had only one thing to say and that was what price of spirit are you willing to pay to know about trickster and with that you can start the recording okay my name is Lavendar and I have been working on the subject of trickster for many, many years. In fact, I have worked on this so long, and I'm not even sure that I'm through with it, but I am going to share uh, part one called Trickster with my radio audience. Trickster, a quote from Jamie Sam's Indian Medicine Cards. Coyote, you devil, you tricked me once more. Must I sit and ponder what you did it for? Trickster Coyote Trickery is not the same as magical. Trickster shapeshifts reality in order to turn a window, usually without any intentional responsibility. Trickster creates chaos and manifests havoc in the middle of a storm. Trickster promise you the moon, then gives you the taste of the moon, then pow! Total eclipse. When one gets this close to the moon, it becomes an insatiable quest to have it just one more time. Pow, P-O-W, then takes on a new meaning as in prisoner of war. And nobody said what prisoner what prison would look like, did they? Trickster will manifest as a card game. Trickster will deal you four aces and show you the fifth ace up their sleeve, which is usually tied to some cherished outcome that they knew that you never got to achieve. They will hold the knowledge of this, or perhaps even better, the power of this action. Whatever it is, they won't give it to you. 
And in some shamanistic practices, we'll find others to safeguard this knowing and we'll monitor and set forth runners to keep whatever cherished outcome just out of your reach. Spiritual lessons seem to be more important than effectiveness. Thus, cherished outcome becomes a barrier for any effectiveness to take hold. Trickster can make you laugh, although your face may be cracking from the pain. But laughter seems to be the only healer at the high point of recognizing this energy called trickster, or the Native American Indians call it coyote. Trickster never seems to learn from the last trick played on them or someone else. They're trickster addicts. The more coups, the more excitement. They are trickster junkies and live in a world of comedy of errors. Holy Trickster Now this trickster in the name of Holy is something to behold, all right. The hole in this divine donut will appear to be a spirit guide, guardian angel, master KTPZRT, or some voice, or better still, God himself. Their teachings set you up for your own good, you understand. These characters wearing whatever disguise will make it their business to keep the sabotage running in your soul in the name of holy teaching medicine. They have fine-tuned this trickster energy to such sheer perfection of sabotage that when the boomerang comes home, they will become totally surprised and through their great judgmental eyes will declare, well, that's a psychic attack. This is when sabotage meets self-sabotage and doesn't even know the difference. They cancel their own place in life and never know it. Their ego or superior authority never seems to allow them the courtesy of tracking their own energy moves when it comes to this kind of trickster energy. It seems that when God tells them some divine message and they perform it, then whatever happens then comes from God. This could be called trickster cop-out. How can one tell a holy trickster? Well, you know the ones with a lot of religion running through their soul records. Sometimes one can catch it by looking deep into their eyes, for the mirror of their soul reflects their true intent. However, they seem to not hold a gaze for very long. Divine Trickster This is an offshoot energy of runner of Holy Trickster, the one with the divine navel attached to every living, breathing cord of your reality system. Just when you think you are getting a grip on reality, they somehow come along and slip you a divine Mickey and call it some cosmic mystical name, and then they just move on. And there you are, just sitting there, contemplating your own navel and somehow you know that rebirthing, acupuncture, regression, yoga, astrology, and meditation never heard of this one. This divine navel experience may take you to the edge of your sanity. When this happens, will you have enough will or power to jerk yourself out of the clutches of this divine trickster? What price of spirit are you willing to pay? And by the time you pay it, who will care? The only ones that will care will be the trickster addicts, who in unison will say, well, 
it was God's will or well it, I guess it was meant to be or better still they will open their trickster mouth and let you know that they had something to do with your great lesson which may or may not be true who are they and how much power do they hold masters hold this kind of knowingness and power but few ever verbally say so they know the power of their words can boomerang on them so discernment is a must at this level of knowingness are there any great masters reading this seduction trickster you want to know about the bend in the road well bend over and grab both your ankles here comes the big cosmic dildo of the sky this seduction trickster is so masterful alluring and seems so magical that you actually lose a grip on your life force you don't know that at first you're too charmed by the hypnotic gaze of this fascinating snake this seduction energy has curves and angles of space that promises you paradise and by the time it zigs and zags through your life force taking everything dear and sacred you then discover that you've been slimed and snaked by seduction when this lesson is over if it ever is snake will come to mind whenever you see it again this kind of seductive snake will make the art of or act in art of zigging and zagging an art form wait a minute this kind of seductive snake will make the act of zigging and zagging an art form they get so good at it that they can duplicate your mind and will engage in mental masturbation just for the fun of it make a mental note about how many symbols of snakes are in your memory or family tree or how about all the healing symbols with the snakes attached and how many times have you been forced to swallow your true feelings when the subject of snakes comes up in a conversation because you're just not sure if you'll offend some fellow healer or practitioner because after all of the myths through the years about snake power and how how wonderful and how transformative they are etc etc blah 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 this master mistress of seduction while inside your brain will find every known or unknown trick that has or hasn't been a part of your life's experience the term mind F becomes part of their pattern in most of their relationships some even line up to experience this great art form of seduction this can become another form of addiction or some would refer to it as well just doing what comes naturally this great seduction trickster will lie in the grass of your reality system and will wait until you least expect it then gotcha becomes everlasting in your conscious or unconscious moments if these tricksters don't succeed upon first brain contact they'll put it on hold for a future date when you least are expecting it after the entire coup or the excitement of gotcha could become a rush to the system some use it for the pump to life force others tie it to group activation of cosmic concerns and only use it as a vehicle of information or maybe misinformation just depends on where they have you in their seduction frequency band 
They collect different religious concepts attached to your genetics or bloodlines, and they start weaving it from there. These masters of seduction can make time travel their ally and can literally project past, present, and future realities through these abilities. Many so-called channelers or spiritual and galactic messengers fall prey to these concepts, and it is from here that most of them crash sooner or later. After Seduction Trickster gets through with the mental aspects of your waking or not-so-waking moments, then they'll turn to your emotional system, you know, the one that is attached to your heart. Now here comes the real trickster and mobster form after the pump of your heart. The ultimate pump, the life force of rhythm that keeps mind, body, and spirit together. They will penetrate your emotional feeling system and begin to duplicate it and make you think that they have the same set of emotional systems as you. And of course, you fall for this because after all, you've been looking for this all your life. They get to know your pleasure, pain buttons, to ever known or unknown addiction. They'll masquerade this as the great love of your life, and better still, will convince you that they have returned from a previous lifetime to claim you as their soulmate. This is the ultimate coup, and you being trusting and terribly in love can't figure out that you have just been snaked into another reality. Seduction Trickster will even penetrate, duplicate an addiction that will seem like it is nurturing. That sing-song soft voice hypnotically trancing you with words and energizing your sexual creative process suddenly makes you a play in this snake dance. This will surely be a sign from God because after all, it's so empowering. You know the one you must have or else. You can get so dependent on this sensation, seduction, whether it be empowering or nurturing, it makes no difference. You'll do almost anything to have it and protect it. You'll do this because all real reasoning has left you. That old saying, love is blind, and in this case, love is blind and stupid. So now you have it, the seduction trickster that encompasses the mental and the emotional aspects. But what about the end result of seduction ending up in the sexual arena of creative sacred spiral? This is the place of the highest violation of sacred womb space. Or in the case of a man, his highest point of exaltation as in seeding or creating life force. But for now, let us look at the sacred womb space and see what the snake energy has been allowed to do through the sisterhood of woman power. This snake energy comes in the form of some nurturing living energy akin to mother, sister, child, or some other hooded disguise. The deception is so clever that one cannot see the snaky, slimy, slippery energy for what it really is because the rose-colored glasses have designer Bambi engraved on them, and your innocence is being trampled upon, and it may be a while before you ever figure it out, if you ever do. This kind of seduction trickster played out by women has caused the female principle to be scorned throughout the history of the planet. 
So when a man or a woman violates sacred womb space, then it creates a wobble in genetics that takes sacred spiral to distortion and maims the participants. They in turn will be held accountable for warps in the bloodlines in the generations to come. Women need now to reclaim their sacred womb space and treat themselves with nurturing aspects of male and female creative spin. Reconciliation of the sexes is now at hand. This was written in September of 1991. Not much progress has happened with the reconciliation of the sexes. In fact, in some areas of the world, it's gotten worse. One of the signals to look for after an encounter with a seduction trickster is to see who's holding their genitals. Is there a long casual list that accompanies this kind of action? In many cases, this is where rape of the soul, spirit, and body becomes evident because when you reach for your genitals, you may find them gone. You have to ask yourself if you gave them up willingly or did someone take them while you were under some hypnotic spell of seduction. In other words, what's the body count? And that number will not lie to you. Seduction trickster will promise you a moment of sharing just long enough to coo the sexual emotional life force from their chosen partner. Seductive trickster is a sensual seduction suck and will leave you high and dry. This is very much akin to psychic vampirism. The difference is that seductive trickster spends an energy that doesn't stay connected for very long. However, psychic vampirism depends upon the connection to stay alive in the life force. Just think of how many people you know who exist like this in their relationships. Staggering thought, isn't it? The difference between seduction trickster and psychic sexual vampirism is a subject that could be debated over a long period of time because there is just a fine line of frequency misuse and it is viewed so differently among so many people. Seduction trickster, when hooked up to the mental, emotional, physical, psychic, and spiritual ethers, part of the human system becomes the ultimate in violation of misuse of power. Never forget this. When linked this way connected to the pleasure pain centers have access to another's cherished outcome of intended action usually based on not enough or too much. Not enough usually measured as a suck energy and too much is measured as overkill or some smothering, squashable life force. There are those that use suck and overkill all in one section, session of seduction function, close to where sacred space is being designed. Seduction trickster is on its way out. A circle of sacred space light has been drawn and a new blueprint minus seduction tricksters being asked to enter a new genetic lineage for planet Earth. The new wave of energy and the new children coming to the planet will depend on those with the seven generation codes 
to step forward and make a stand concerning violations in the name of Coyote or Trickster. Physical Trickster? Shapeshifter is another term for physical trickster. Anyone who is an actor or actress uses this kind of energy to change his or her appearance, whether it be a dress, makeup, hair, or whatever the physical disguise. A different face or costume to match the accompanying energy. The positive aspects of physical trickster is the ability to shapeshift someone's reality long enough to move them to another kind of awareness. Through movies, television, videos, and theater, this masterful physical trickster energy has now become so helpful in assisting people to remember other times and places of history. Hollywood and Broadway are full of physical tricksters. It's their business. To the mind of the observer, it can trigger a positive or negative response concerning use and misuse of power. The most negative aspect of physical trickster is to deliberately set out to look, act, imitate through physical means to coup another's energy through deceitful or cunning maneuvers. Tribal trickster. The Native Americans have coined the coyote or hyoka and many have called this sacred trickster. And to some, I'm sure it has been their experience to be part of this sacred experience. They have used it as a lesson in humor of opposites. Tribal trickster concerning American Indians teachings is in a category all by itself. The genetics of the American Indians in most cases makes them separate and apart from others. When the leader of a tribe decides to pick someone out to teach a lesson concerning trickster coyote, Hyoka energy, then the leader will gather other supportive energies that will empower the cherished outcome of the leader, casting their lesson to be learned. Many join this group energy out of choice, while others join it because it feeds their own trickster energy. Then there are those that further their own empowering process, which could be some form of soul addiction, a very strong possibility. There is a term called Indian coup, pronounced coup, spelled C-O-U-P, as in gotcha, which can be translated into win and you lose. Native Americans have based most of their coup, depending on their strongest medicine power, they could call on the powers of the four directions, which were north, south, east, and west, and the four elements, which are fire, earth, air, and water. These powers were presented to those on their way to power, and depending on how they could master the energy without being caught, could determine the rites of passage and would set form forth their chosen path of empowerment or cancellation. One of the final tests of power resides in the ability to lead a tribe and pass on the teaching of seven generations by either transmuting trickster or by not allowing it to manifest and have no play at all. Sacred space, when, des when designed with respect, represents the ability for creative sacred spiral to manifest and be passed on to these seven generations. The magic of co-creation happens at the highest possible moment of exalted combustible power 
but with the absence of any trickster energy whatsoever. Playfulness in lovemaking, when exposed to fun, happy, light-hearted energy, is permitted, but without the trickster frequency that could harm in any way. Sacred Coyote was, and is, an experience, but now it becomes evident that to take the time to play with trickster at any level could be a waste of precious time. There is nothing sacred about trickster when it has the potential of harming, hurting, maiming the children of the next seven generations. As far as humor of opposites, polarity has had its place, just as Coyote has had its place in history, but then so did Pompeii. Supreme Trickster You know, it took me a while to name this one. And it might not yet be named for what it really is. This is the combination of holy, divine, seductive, tribal, all rolled into one gigantic power. This lethal combination, when aligned with misuse of power, is truly armed with a special kind of supreme trickster. These self-exalted, self-grandized beings with ultimate power running through their every waking and sleeping moment will break every law, whether it be cosmic or earth, in order to get the results that they want. Civilizations have come and gone several times because of the combination of this supreme trickster energy when it exalted misalignment. An extreme example of this was recently portrayed in the movie called The Devil's Advocate. One needs to know how to track this supreme trickster while watching this film, which will help to remove the veil of spiritual ignorance. This movie is based on true concepts of spiritual and galactic conquest now being practiced on the planet. This movie is not science fiction, but a, a reality at several levels. There are, there are more supreme tricksters now functioning through every walk of life. It may seem that some world leaders possess this attribute, but look closely at those in your communities, whether they be of religious or New Age movements. New cosmic laws have been designed with them in mind, and planetary alignments with different experimental species have created this hybrid of humanity. People born with certain markings can be tracked, monitored, and empowered are neutralized by beings in a position of power regulation. This is a precise science of cosmic proportions and only those with genetic codes are even permitted to have access to such knowledge or information. Because of the seriousness of some planet, planet's involvement, a check and balance system has been set up to monitor when an entire planet has been overrun with the overlords of Supreme Trickster. Not many can track at this level, but for those who can, be mindful of this knowledge and let it not corrupt your spiritual nature of observation, and hold this truth as sacred as you hold your next breath. For once you breathe a breath with this knowledge, your, your awareness will accelerate and your art feel will be noticeable to those partaking of supreme trickster tactics. Once you resonate this truth in your soul, 
You never can go back to not knowing. Hold your counsel with this one. For the one you choose to share this with could be the person that is tricking you daily into some reality of their choosing. Once you turn loose your newfound insight, then watch the trickster go into full-blown activity. Be prepared for whatever backlash comes your way. Telling the truth at this level may not serve you. Discernment is a must. History of Supreme Trickster Global Effects History books are full of these people, and history has a way of repeating itself. These fanciful characters have paraded through every known bloodline on the planet. The energetic produced by them in an environment can cause trees to topple and cause governments to fall. To call them a loose cannon would be too kind. Anything or anyone in their past can become a subject of some form of abusive target practice. It has been noted and tracked on several levels that bloodlines that hold certain psychic or starseed coatings seem to magnify their trickster energies by stronger measure than earthlings. So when you meet a star person and they want to show you their magical powers, then just watch, wait, and see how they handle the creative life force pattern, and it will not be long until one can gather the fruits of their action or experience the pain of their thorns. Some questions to ponder. When you see one of these supreme tricksters, are you awed by their presence? Do you become pawns on their chessboard? How do you sell out when confronted with this kind of energy? Where have you sold out before in other lifetimes? How many bloodlines are programmed with this kind of supreme trickster vibration? How many custodial gods play with this kind of knowingness? And again, what price of spirit are you willing to risk to find out? You know, I'm looking at the dates of the, dra of the different drafts that I've written this. My first draft was in November of 90. September of 91, April of 94, April of 95, June of 2001, May of 2003, and June of 2004. And then this final one, I guess, is the eighth revision, and it's here in 2011. So at the end of 2004, I wrote, this commentary on Trickster has been in the making for over 13 years. And through many different eyes and paths have I witnessed the coming and goings of Trickster and Coyote among the people on the planet. Some I learned firsthand and barely escaped with my soul still intact. Others I witnessed as they fell or blew directly into the abyss without a second glance. Over these years, it has been brought to my attention more than once that there are eagles out there flying and they seem to be molting in midair, meaning their feathers seem to be dropping and their flight path is not as smooth as it once was. And in some cases, they are missing in action, MIAs of the eagle kind. There was a time when the gathering of eagles was a priority so that Unison of purpose would have a better chance of manifesting. 
But as I witnessed the trickster energy being allowed to play on the planet without any guidelines, none whatsoever, and beings just set about allowing everything to play, then it wasn't too long until the chaos started to affect the eagles in bird form and in human form. It is with this notice that I finally have terminated all the revisions of this written commentary on Trickster and finally send it out to those that can see through my eyes and can hear the message written in their own language of discernment. This was the last written communication given to Shirley MacLaine on her 60th birthday in New Mexico on April 24, 1994, as part of her discerning message about what energies are allowed to play on the planet. The April 19, 1994 revision copy was given to her at that time because of her interest in Native American tribal trickster behavior. Also, she was preparing to release her new book, My Lucky Stars, and had asked me for my opinion by allowing me to read her manuscript in the last editing days. As I read her manuscript, she was reading my document on Trickster. I could tell that it disturbed her in many ways, as she became very quiet and chose not to have any dialogue about it. After all these years with Shirley, I knew that this was a sign of in-depth integration. A lot of people have speculated about the absence of Shirley in my life since 1994, especially since we were so close for so many years in the beginning stages of her exploring of metaphysics as we spent many years in search of adventures, truly the E.T. kind. But as the years have come and gone, and I have witnessed the cancellation and the destruction of really good people, whether they were starseed, walk-ins, or lightworkers, or simply enlightened earth folks, those committed to cosmic balance, whether they were Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, or New Agers, well, I see that they've been abused and cast aside where some might think they have been pushed to the point of almost extinction. I suppose that a lot of this happened because people just weren't awake enough to see the tricksters in motion on the planet. They got caught in their own special weave of spiritual enlightenment. You know the one that Spirit instructed them to do? Well, for whatever reason, a belief, a guru, or God, or even a movie star, Enough is enough. We have lost too many eagles in flight. And now the time to have some discernment of frequency is at hand. Who has the spiritual galactic courage to activate their own systems of this kind of knowingness about trickster energy? Why? Because energy does not lie. Only people do. And truer words were never said. Lavendar, thank you so much for all that it took years and years of studying and living this um, energy to be able to write about it to help the rest of us uh, not go into those same um, places that you had to go. So um, we will be back two weeks from tonight. And take care, everyone. Hold steady and remember compassion and gratitude 
are the first keys to the fifth dimension. Good night, everyone. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. 